Yes, sir. Another episode of Stash House Podcast. It's episode 28. Got a good show lined up for y'all today, man. I finally saw Avengers Endgame. I'm going to tell y'all about that, my thoughts on that. Man, we had a wild week in the NBA playoffs, man. So much happened with that. I'm going to get you guys up to date with everything going on there. And also, man, a lot of great music came out last week. I'm going to touch on that. Also, man, Rolling Loud happened, man. A lot of interesting things happened with Rolling Loud this week. Talk about that a little bit more, man. This episode of Stash House Podcast, episode 28, man. Let's get it. Yo, what up, what up? Episode 28, Stash House Podcast. Your boy Tyler checking in, man. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Your first time tuning in, appreciate you. If you tune in weekly, man, appreciate you also. And uh, if it's your first time tuning in in a couple weeks, man, appreciate you also, man. I put a post up last week, um, a great milestone for the podcast. We reached over 1,000 total listens all together. So in 27 episodes, man, already 1,000 listens. Um, honored, bro. Honored, bro. For real, for real. I didn't see this podcast being as consistent as it is, knowing how I like to do things. But it's real, like I said, I say it over and over, man. It's like a hobby for me now, man. It's like a hobby. Uh, not much research. I really talk about the things I like, the things I keep up with. And I'm just honored, man. Appreciate everybody for tuning in, man. For real, for real. You just go keep it pushing, man. Just go keep it pushing. Uh, people tell me, you know, bro, you need to get, get it out there more, promote it more. It's like, I'm not, because when you start doing all that and, people come around that you don't know and if I want to build I know how to build I'm not you know what I'm saying I, I I see the playing field I see the things people do right the things people do wrong man I just like to go at my own pace that's the only thing man. I like to preach go at your own pace you know don't see what the next man doing the next woman doing just go at your own pace man and I'm doing it for fun it's not like a you know what I'm saying nothing I'm taking I'm not taking serious there's nothing I'm trying to, you know, have billboards and, you know what I'm saying? Not right now. I'm just having fun with it, man. I appreciate it about for tuning in, man. Go keep it pushing, man. You know, cheers to a thousand more. So, uh, this week, man, a lot to talk about, man. A lot, lot to talk about. Uh, first, I finally saw Avengers Endgame. I finally saw Avengers Endgame. I saw it last Tuesday. That's my last time. <laughs> Saying I'm only going to the movies on Tuesday now, bro. Fam, they done cut stimulus Tuesdays off, fam. Why didn't nobody tell me? <laughs> Why didn't nobody tell me? Y'all know I come on here weak. Every time a movie comes, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wait till Tuesday because the ticket prices be cheaper, popcorn cheaper. But, fam, I went Tuesday, right? Caught the 7 o'clock uh, showing, the Big D Theater. So I went to go, you know what I'm saying, go pay. And she told me the price. And I was like, I looked. And I was like, no, nah, because I know for the Bit D, well, now when Stimulus Tuesdays was available, the Bit D, the tickets maybe maybe like $8. But popcorn still like 2 So she told me the price. And I was like, they don't have uh, Stimulus Tuesdays no more? She was like, and the way she said it, like she probably told multiple people that on Tuesday too. Like she was like, you know what I'm saying? She was ready for that question eventually to come again. And she was like, nah, they cut it off a couple weeks ago. I was like, what? Now, keep in mind, this is my first time going to the movies. Well, I saw Captain Marvel, but that was at night. And it wasn't on a Tuesday. I think I saw Infinity War last year on a Tuesday. That might have been my last Tuesday movie. Maybe it was on a Tuesday. But... She said a couple weeks ago they cut Stimulus Tuesdays off. So I was like, damn. So now either I got to, you know, if I really want to see a movie quick enough without no spoilers, I may have hit, may have to hit a mandate up. Or, you know, I just got to come up come up off that, you know, to go see the movie at night, man. But no more Stimulus Tuesday. So my plug for that is no longer available. So uh, what can you do? But uh, went to see Endgame, man. Wow. What? Just cut straight to the chase, man. One of my favorite movies I've seen in a while. Wow. Like, I keep on saying wow because for a superhero movie, like I said it 
probably a couple weeks ago, last week. I can't remember when I said it. But this is like a 10-year, 11-year run. Marvel has been on 22 movies. Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, the Wasp, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, hope I didn't miss nobody. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. I can't remember who. But all those movies, man. All those movies. And Endgame was the accumulation, I guess you would say, of the Infinity Saga. Uh, but for a superhero movie in general, man, I've never seen a superhero movie with the superheroes so human-like in the sense of where, like, yeah, Marvel movies, you have your sarcastic, funny jokes. Of course, you know, superhero movies always have, like, the sad, the sad story eventually in the movie. But for this to be, like, dead-ass, like, Thanos real deal swept away half of the universe. Like, they showed the video at the beginning where the baseball park is empty. And you think it's like, you know, we've seen movies before where, like, human civilization human civilization is, like, no more, like, you know, the Will Smith movie and all that. But, like, legit, like, nobody was, like, around except for, like, you know what I'm saying, the superheroes, like the Avengers. And they would even spread it out. You got Captain Marvel somewhere else in the universe. She's saying, you know, Earth is not the only thing affected by this. She's in the universe. Shawty in Wakanda. And, like, uh, Black Widow just, like, really holding down the fort. Black Widow holding down the fort. Um, it was somewhere about to go. Oh, yeah, if I'm, I'm going to go all throughout the movie. I can't go in order because there's so much shit that, you know what I'm saying, I had to digest. The only people I think saw I saw other than the Avengers that was alive was when they went to go uh, get Thor. I think that's the most people I saw in one place throughout the whole movie besides, you know, battle scenes and all that. If my memory serves me correctly. If my memory serves me correctly. But you got you like see so much emotion. Um, of course, you know, they had to throw in the funny moments. You know, you got Dr. Hulk. You know, he combined... He figured out a way to, you know what I'm saying, have the Hulk and himself, Banner did. Um, Hawkeye, man, wow. The beginning scene with Hawkeye, because I believe the last, besides Captain Marvel with the Thanos snap, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I believe, at the end credits, when he went he went to do something and he, he couldn't come back out because Thanos had snapped. And the people on the other side, they were gone on Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. And they show Hawkeye playing with his kids. He turned his back, you know, came back around. Everybody gone. And, you know, it's like, damn, now. You know, because we didn't see Hawkeye throughout the whole Infinity War movie. And like I said, they skipped five years. Well, they, they went to see Thanos. Like I said, I, it's so much shit to unpack. Uh, Captain Marvel came and at the end of that movie you saw how she got involved with it, Captain Marvel who needs more respect put on her name by the way I mean she took down the whole fucking mothership <laughs> like y'all need to put some respect on Captain Marvel man I get it the jokes but come on man you gotta put some respect on Captain Marvel name but uh they went to see Thanos uh Thor basically wasted no time and it's Thanos was already beat up from the snap. They show how he got bruised up and everything. So they went to go see Thanos. He was chilling like uh, that meme. The meme did make sense now with uh, Ving Rains and Baby Boy when he was making breakfast because that's basically what Thanos was doing. And they just basically, Captain Marvel just bust through his door and they held Thanos and they he couldn't undo the, undo the snap. And they, uh, Thor end up, you know, knocking Thanos head off as he should have did in Infinity War. He went for his chest. Thanos said he should have aimed for the head. So Thanos, uh, Thor made sure he aimed for the head this time. And he killed Thanos at the beginning of the movie. Uh, oh, I'm sorry if I'm doing spoilers, but shit, I went two weeks with, with, without watching the movie. So I figured now people who tuning in, either y'all saw it by now or, you know, sorry, spoilers. <laughs> but, uh, and it's figured like, because I was in the mindset, okay, eventually, you know, they got to 
know, Thanos is going to come back, but how he's going to come back. So they figure out a way to go back in time uh, and basically get the Infinity Stones before Thanos and just, you know, not allow any of that, you know, the snap and all that to happen, basically. And uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man, he's basically living, he's dealt with it, he's living his life, he got his family, and he's like, fam, I'm good. <laughs> Why do we need to go back and, you know what I'm saying, possibly, you know what I'm saying, have it happen again? Which I do get. But at the same time, fam, half of the humans, half of the universe is, you know, snapped away. So, you know, as Iron Man, he has to, you know, he he fighting with should he do it, shouldn't he do it. He eventually, you know what I'm saying, goes along with it. Captain America, of course. Uh, Thor gained weight. That's a, that's a real, you know what I'm saying, the way they wrote the movie for Thor to, you know what I'm saying, take, take it. I'll say probably the, the the most because he lost like his figure, because uh, it basically you know on him he he had a chance to uh, end Thanos in Infinity War, but he went for the chest and not for the head, and that's how the snap happened. But uh, fast forward, um, Black Widow death man, wow, soul for a soul man, go get the Soul Stone. Red, uh, what's his name? Red School, Red School. So Black Widow and Hawkeye went to go get that, and basically that was some of their entire relationship throughout the whole. Ever since the first Avengers, Hawkeye and um, Black Widow. So basically, he was like, you know, soul for soul. We saw uh, what's his name? Gamora, uh, Infinity War. Thanos pushed her over, and. Black Widow took that leap, man. She took the leap. She took the leap to, you know, save, basically save the world, basically. And that scene was just, like, that That show you how they stepped their game up, man, for this end game, man. That scene with her, basically her brain splattered and everything. It was like, wow. Like, I, don't, I didn't expect that. That's one scene in the movie I did not see nobody spoil throughout two weeks I didn't see the movie that's like the one spoiler I did not see at all so that happened with Black Widow um let me see what else I thought it was real dope how they did that go back in time and how they was they went back into different movie scenes like the Avengers when they first assembled in the, the first Avengers movie and how Professor Hulk how Dr. Hulk saw himself you know the hulk in the first avengers how he was just uh when captain america was like hulk smash and he just went around smashing everything it was dope to see that it was dope to see them go back in time to different movies they went back to old thor with 2012 thor so it was like a younger stronger thor he eventually found out through uh gomorrah's sister he read her, they, you know, you can see her mind. I can't, I think, she, basically he can read her mind. He saw it. The little thing she got, y'all know, if y'all know the movie, y'all know the little, the, he can see where, what she's, what she's thinking of. Something like that, something to that extent. And he basically ended up going back, tra time traveling with the Avengers. And she was trying to tell him, but it was like two of her also. And the good one got, kidnapped and the bad one it was just crazy how that all happened the time traveling so eventually young Thanos came to the future and he sees he get he gets the affinity stones and everything so it was dope to see them go back in time in that form and fashion uh besides from the first Avengers uh flashback when Tony and Captain America went back in time and Tony saw his dad and uh Captain America saw the you know the woman he loved and that tony and his father scene man that was just like wow it's like like damn like you know iron man tony stark see his dad his dad you know what I'm saying had something to do with captain america and everything it was just dope it was just dope to see man it was just dope to see and uh long story short fast forward 
the battle happened. Like I said, Captain America, Captain Marvel tore down the whole mothership. Um, Doctor Strange appears. All the everybody shows up. Black Panther shows up. Uh, Spider Man shows up. Uh, my boy Wong Wong pulled up. <laughs> uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It, it was just dope to see, man. It was dope to see uh, a decade's worth of movies. You know what I'm saying? Come together for the very, very, you know, the dramatic finale. Um, Tony Stark, you know, at the end, Tony Stark, I don't want to spoil it too much, but y'all know Tony Stark died saving the world, man, with the the uh, the snap. And like I said before, it bruised Thanos. So Tony Stark, you know, he knew the, he knew the consequences. He knew the consequences. And, uh, I saw the movie two weeks later, man. I, and when that scene happened, bro, even two weeks after the fact, I don't know if these people, if that was their first time seeing the movie or not, but they were still crying, fam. They were still crying. Me personally, no, I didn't cry. But I will say this. If that shit was fucking Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers, oh, I would have been boo-hooing. If that were Power Rangers or Ninja Turtles, I would have been boo-hooing. And I got I fool with, you know what I'm saying, I'm with Avengers and all that, but I am more of a DC guy, so it didn't really, you know what I'm saying, like, I was thinking, though, I was like, dang, 2008, Iron Man, you know what I'm saying, the first, you know what I'm saying, the first movie of the whole series, I was like, dang, Tony Stark, but I do not think that was, that's the last time we're gonna see Iron, uh, Tony Stark, and I'm gonna get to that later, I, I, do not, I don't think that was his last scene ever in a Marvel movie. I'm just say that for now. But all in all, man, great movie, great movie. Really had it really, you know, it's up to Andy even more now for other superhero movies. Marvel been like I said, ten years. You can't up to Andy more than that ten years. But I think Endgame definitely up to Andy. Uh, I just need DC to, man. DC just got to copy their formula at this point. Honestly, DC got to copy their formula. Um, during, before the movie, the previews, you can see is a lot of remakes. They got Aladdin, X-Men, um, Star Wars. Of course, we got Spider-Man coming. And, like, those are, like, all the, like, the new movies coming out now. That's, like, the, the fad now. Either Disney remakes or superhero movies. I just need DC to get on board, man, because Marvel, when I say Endgame was an incredible movie, period, the same energy people gave Black Panther movie, they definitely got to give Endgame, man. I've never, it was three hours, I've never witnessed a movie in a, in a minute that had me like that. Like I said before, you kind of, with Thanos, you kind of know what's going to happen, but the way you write it, the way you direct it, that's just different. That's just very, very different. And I saw on Twitter, you can make the case now. I mean, it was before Endgame, but it really makes you think. If you take the three Captain America movies, because I'm going to say Captain America movies before I say Iron Man movies. If you take the three Captain America movies and compete them with the three Batman movies, of course, you know Dark Knight, <clears throat> Dark Knight of course, and the sad, you know, the tragic death of uh, Heath Ledger, that kind of, it kind of changed the direction, I believe, of the third Batman movie, in my opinion. I don't think that was going to go that way if Heath Ledger was still alive, and of course you got Batman Begins. But if you take that first Captain America movie, plus Winter, <clears throat> Winter Soldier, plus um, Civil War, that's a great argument. That's a great argument. And it's kind of cheating at the same time, too, because Winter Soldier, you got Black Panther coming. I mean, not Winter Soldier, Civil War. You got Black Panther, Iron Man, Spider-Man. Yeah, that's not even a competition. You can't, yeah, you can't compare that. that. That's cheating. You can't do that. You can't do that. That's cheating. You can't do that. No, nah, you can't do that. But I need DC to basically just copy what Marvel did, man. DC just got a copy of what Marvel did. 
uh, after watching that, it did make me go research to see when the next Power Rangers movie coming out. Because that first one, I'm not mad at the first one, but at the same time, you know, it had I, I had some complaints about it. I had some complaints about it, but that movie overall just make you be like, damn, like, superhero movies, like, it, they really got to step their game up. And even watching the previews of Star Wars and the X-Men movie, it, it gave me that feeling. I was like, damn, I wonder if I was in tune with Star Wars and X-Men like that. You know what I'm saying? What do what do these movies? Because Dark Phoenix was like, she about to tell some shit in X-Men the way the previews looking. And speaking of X-Men now, uh, the Spider-Man trailer came out. Uh, the multiverse, the multiverse here now. So they saying now there's no way they can mess up bringing X-Men into the uh, MCU. There's no way they can mess up X-Men. It's not going to happen this year, of course. Maybe not next year. What next year? 2020? I don't think it's next year neither, but now it is opening up for X-Men to come into the MCU. That's why I was saying. I feel like some way, somehow, if Spider-Man, I believe they're saying Spider-Man about to be like the big homie now, like, you know, under Tony Stark, Spider-Man about to be the big homie, so I believe they're going to have some kind of way they're going to bring either like a Tony Stark probably has somewhere Peter can talk to him, you know what I'm saying? Some kind of graphic, you know, y'all know what I'm saying, uh, hologram, that's what I'm saying, hologram, I believe some some sort of that is going to happen, not the upcoming Spider-Man, because this next Spider-Man is just go, basically, basically, I think this is going to be the end of the last phase, I think they're saying, not the beginning of a new phase, I think they're saying this is going to be the end of that of the, of the phase now. And now they got the multiverse, so there's no way they can mess up Spider-Man. I do want them to somehow, some way, bring in uh, Warlock, Adam Warlock. And I was watching, uh, this is like the one movie also, this is the one movie, after I watched it, like I kept on like watching on YouTube different reviews, just to make sure I knew what was going on at the same time. My boy Jake Knight on the Come Up podcast, he talked about it. I know he knows way more than I do about it. So he talked about it. Uh, Charlemagne has a dope one about it too. So just hearing those guys talk about it, I was like, okay, I know I wasn't tripping. This is what really happened, and this is what's going to happen. So I just had to make just confirmation. I'd rather hear from people that I know know more about it than I do. Because like I said, I, I watch them, but I haven't watched them all, and I definitely haven't watched them all in order. But I know enough to know, you know what I'm saying, before Endgame what the hell was going on. So... There's no way they can mess up S-Men. I'm looking forward to that. I think they said it is a Black Widow movie supposed to uh, happen. Talk about the origins of the Black Widow and everything. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So I'm just trying to see. They said the multiverse, the way I've been seeing a lot of people talk about the multiverse, is going to be very complex, but it all makes sense. Like, it's not going to look like it makes sense, but it all makes sense. And then, like I keep on saying, there's no way they can mess up uh, bringing in the S-Men to the MCU. So, all in all, man. Oh, yeah. I can't. I ain't even talking about Captain America in the movie. Dang. Like I said, man, just so much to unpack. Uh, Captain America, he time traveled. Uh, he came back older. I do have some questions about all that also. And he ended up giving the shield to, I think, like Falcon. So... Captain America, the next Captain America movie may have a black Captain America. Do I personally agree with it? Like Charlemagne said, I don't know because the actor that <laughs> the actor is the same guy. He's Clarence from Eight Mile, and he played Tupac, a bad Tupac, at that in the Biggie movie. That's my only complaint. Same thing with uh Black Panther. When you look when you look at it, man, Black Panther he played James Brown. And Jackie Robinson. But that just being the person who watch movies and be like, dang, they got the same actor. And of course, you know, another Black Panther movie is coming out. They got to do that. I mean, that was, other than Endgame and Infinity War, that was their big moneymaker right there, Black Panther. So they got to make a number two to that. So definitely, man, if you haven't already, go see Endgame. If you have, all, if you have saw it already, I'm positive you guys have saw it multiple times, man. Just a great, great movie. 
I'm hoping they do the 22 movie set. I think they're saying it may be Christmas time to do all the Infinity Saga movies in a box set. That's going to run you a good bit. I just saw at Walmart, some of those movies still about $20. So imagine 22 of them. <laughs> and plus Endgame with that and Infinity War. But it's just a great movie all around. Man. I never saw a superhero movie show so much human emotion. You know, we always have the sarcastic jokes, but just half of the universe was gone, and like they was like right in the, they was in the field. You know what I'm saying? It was just crazy how. Man, shout out to the Russo brothers, man. Like I said, like I said before, man, that end game, wow. Just talking about it, I want to just, just turn the TV on and cut it on right now and watch it again. Like dead serious, man. So if you haven't already, man, please. Please check out Endgame, man. The hype for it is real. The hype for it is real. There's no bullshit. The hype for it is real. I just need DC to catch on board with these movies, man. The TV shows, you just ended Gotham. You had something with Gotham. The Flash, I really do got to watch The Flash. But every time I watch The Flash, I, I'm just like, fam. I just need that Gotham feeling. Just give me that Gotham feeling in movie form and make it all go together. You had Wonder Woman. You got Aquaman. Just put it all together. If you got to go back to the drawing board DC and just, just copy what Marvel did. You got your Flash, Batman, Superman. You got the superheroes everybody know. Just get some good actors and make it, you know what I'm saying, like how we want it. That's all you got to do, DC. Come on, now. That's all you got to do, DC. Just copy the formula Marvel has set out for you. And that's all right. That's all right. We can go with saying, man, they copied Marvel formula, but hey, it worked. That's all I want to say. Get up on it, DC. Yo, man, another week. So, you know, I got another playlist for y'all, man. This week, Rockefeller Yay. My favorite 15 records from Kanye's first three albums, College Dropout. Late registration and graduation. I like to call this Rockefeller Yay, man. It was a great time period. And me personally, man, my favorite Kanye era, man. So check them out. My favorite 15 Kanye records from his first three albums, man. Salute. I make a prediction about these sports topics, bro. It's getting scary at this point. <laughs> it's getting scary at this point, man. NBA playoffs, bro. NBA play NBA playoffs. We do have the conference finals matchups. Uh, in the East, we got Toronto versus Milwaukee. The Greek freak, uh, Giannis versus the Claw Kawhi Leonard. And in the West, we have Golden State versus Portland, the Splash Brothers versus Dane Lillard and CJ. I'm not mad at this matchup. I'm not mad at these two matchups at all. Not at all. I'm not mad. Um, let's start in the East first, man. Let's start in the East first. Uh, Giannis and the Bucks closed out Boston. Um, damn. Kyrie out of there, y'all. All my Boston Celtics homies, Kyrie out of there, man. You can see it in his body language. Uh, that wasn't the the mama mentality uh, Kyrie. That was that LeBron-type Kyrie right there, man. Giannis them just ripped the soul out of Boston, fam. <laughs> like, I watched that closing game, man. It was like they was together for a minute, but then when Giannis them turned it up, bro, it was over with. It was over with, man. Kyrie, Kyrie to the Knicks. That's what I believe is about to happen. Y'all want to say L.A. You know how crazy Kyrie would look? Leaving LeBron saying he want his own team. Okay, big respect. You got the young boys in Boston. Y'all just got to put it together. Like I said before, when Kyrie happy, Boston one of the best teams in the league when Kyrie's happy. I don't know why Kyrie ain't been happy. He got the young boys. I don't know the boy was just. Because last year when Kyrie and Hayward was hurt, those guys did great without them being, you know, without them being on court. But when they got back on court, it just didn't match well. I don't know what was going on. But 
Like I said, Kyrie would look crazy if he go back and join LeBron. Then all the LeBron people, all the uh, analysts be like, yeah, we tried to tell you, stay with LeBron, blah, 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 and all that. But I believe Kyrie going to the Knicks, man. Nothing, more, nothing much more to say about that series, man. I expected more from Boston, honestly. But Giannis, Giannis looked ready. He looked ready. That's for damn sure. Also, man, the Sixers and the Raptors, they ended their series yesterday. Of course, you guys know by now, Kawhi with their game winner, man. Wow. Bounce, rim to rim, went in. Toronto went nuts. The six went crazy. Of course, Joel Embiid just got his soul ripped out of him. And another thing I do want to say about that, now that, you know, the jokes are out the way and everything, it was funny as hell, though, when he was crying. It was funny. It was funny because, one, how he was looking, and, two, he talked so much trash and everything. So to see him, you know, get his soul ripped out like that, it was like, you know what I'm saying, that what you get. You know, that what you get. But uh, in the spirit of sports, you can say that could be some good motivation for him to, you know what I'm saying, get focused. Because throughout the whole series, it was this whole thing. He's saying he's sick. He got the bubble guts. Um, he calling, what, what, what did he say, like 6.30 in the morning, the game at night, he telling his coach he don't know if he's going to play. And it's 6.30 in the morning, the game not till, you know what I'm saying, 8 o'clock, he don't know if he's going to play or not. Uh, then he come back with game three, he's showboating and everything. So it may be just a good, you know what I'm saying, hit on the head like, man, you got to get focused because you can see how, how quick you can have fun quick you can take it away you know what i'm saying and throughout the whole series i believe any team any one of those teams could have ended in about five or six man because it was like that game seven was probably one of the best games of that series if not the best game because one game you may have Kawhi going crazy philly can't stop him toronto win next game jimmy butler them boys step up toronto Kawhi doesn't have help Philly win. It was just back and forth throughout the whole series. So that game yesterday was probably one of the best games of that series. And it was a game seven. Like LeBron, he did tweet. Best two things, best uh two words in sports. Game seven, man. Game seven, Kawhi just went nuts. Kawhi went nuts. No regards. Like I kept on saying about him, Giannis and KD, this these playoffs, they have been having no regard for the human life of other than themselves. <laughs> like, they don't care what everybody else doing. They about to get that ball in the basket, man. But Philly, like I said, man, Philly got the piece. They just got to put it all together, just like Boston. Philly got the piece. Cause I thought, I was like, Kawhi going to show up for game seven. But I figured, you know what I'm saying, Lowry going to mess up, you know. <laughs> but Kawhi like, man, look, just give me the ball. I don't need Lowry to. You know what I'm saying? Do nothing. Just give me the ball. Everybody else get out of the way. Kawhi is a dog, bro. So we got the Bucks in Toronto, Easter Conference Finals. I'm not going to joke, but I believe Toronto, just because the Bucks haven't been here before, but Giannis is a dog. So I, I got to make a prediction, though, right? I'm going to say, I'm going to say, you got Kyrie, not Kyrie, you got Kawhi, Kyle Lowry, you got Giannis. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Toronto in six. That's my prediction. That's my, I'm going Toronto in six. That's my prediction. That's my prediction. Because you got Ibaka them down low for Giannis. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Toronto in six. That's my prediction for that. All right, in the West, um, I gotta save for uh, Golden State and Houston. We had <laughs> we had uh, another game seven yesterday. Uh, the Bucks and the Nuggets, not the Bucks, the Portland Trail Blazers and the Nuggets. Uh, C.J. McCollum went crazy. Dan Lillard been going crazy this whole postseason. Uh, the Nug the Nuggets, man, Nuggets. They've been in game seven before in these playoffs. That was just a great game, man. Just big-time players step up in big-time situations. That's one of those situations where the Nuggets needed a go-to guy. Like, the 
the Blazers, they know CJ can go get buckets. They know Dane can go get buckets. That's one of those situations where the Nuggets needed somebody that can just get give them the ball and everybody else got the way. Like that, you know what I'm saying, the passing around, everybody get a touch, that's good. That's great. But when it comes down to situations like that in game seven, you need that one player that you know can go out there and give you some buckets. That's established, that can, you know, everybody knows no matter what you do, that ball going into the hoop. That when the Nuggets needed that person. So shout out to Dame and CJ, man. Them guys been grinding in Portland for a minute now. And now they at the Western Conference Finals. Now, we also, Friday night, we had Golden State versus Houston Rockets. It feels like I haven't updated much on this series because it's been kind of, uh, basically it was Golden State won their two home games. Houston won their two home games. Series tied, right? I think that's the last. I think that's, I think that's when I left off at really talking about this series. But um, there's been some, you know, poking in the eye, Harden and all that. So game five in the Bay, uh, Golden State won also. But the twist here was KD got hurt. KD got hurt. And one thing I do want to say about this Kevin Durant injury I really did hate hate the way ESPN, TNT, those guys, I really hate how they played this injury. When I say that, it was a non-contact injury. He shot the ball, made it, going running back, and he felt something. And you just see Shaq. Shaq said one of the, the craziest things I ever heard. Because he got hurt. Golden State won the game. Steph came alive. Clay came alive. Golden State won that game five. Golden State was up 3-2. So they're talking about, you know, going forward, what's this Kevin Durant injury? Golden State was saying calf strain. Uh, Shaq and Stephen A, they're like, no, nah, that's not – I don't believe that's just a calf strain. I believe they should have it. That looked like an Achilles to me. Shaq said, yeah, I did the same thing. When I got my Achilles hurt, I looked back looked like somebody kicked me, but nobody was there. That's his Achilles. That was, that was really uh, – end of my career that was already about over with. And you guys know uh, Kobe had the Achilles too when he came back, made the free throws and, you know, that was basically, it wasn't a career-ending injury, but it probably took more years off than what Kobe could have went if he didn't get that injury. So it just like, I didn't like that because one, you guys know, you guys are sport, sports guys. You played the sport. If they're saying it's a calf strain, just say, uh, you know what I'm saying, if it's a calf strain, let's hope it's just a calf strain. We'll get the MRI. We'll get the, the details further down. But don't don't just knock the team saying it's a calf strain and say, no, nah, that's his Achilles. Come on. I, I didn't like that. I don't know if anybody else felt that way. I personally didn't like it because it's like, fam, we get it. Golden State is a super team, but just don't say – you know what I'm saying? It's like damn near, they were like damn near wishing it was the Achilles. That it felt like, honestly. Like the team saying it's a calf strain. You know, just say, okay, we'll see more. We'll get more information. You know, as time goes. They just hope it's not, you know what I'm saying? They just hope it's nothing serious. But they were just saying, no, it's just Achilles. I felt the same. I did the same thing. You're like, come on, fam. But they're saying it is a calf strain, I believe they were saying. They don't know when he's dated to come back. They don't know it's going to be this week, next week, when. So, with that information, before game six, at that, with that information, he know we know he's going to be out Friday game six. And if necessary, game seven on Sunday, we know he's going to be out for that. Knowing that information, you down 3-2 Houston. I said this before the series, before they was out the last round. I was like, if Houston and Golden State play, James Harden has to show up. James Harden and CP3 has to show up, mainly James Harden. But we let CP3 slide this series too, but I'm going to get to him also. I said, if they lose, they have to lose in seven, but James Harden has to have on his resume. It was one of those, you know, hey, man, James Harden did his thing. He came, he had efficiency, he got to the free throw line, he was making threes. He did everything he could to win, but you playing Golden State, so you know that's how things work. But 
not only did he come alive for like a few games, you got Kevin Durant out. You got Kevin Durant out for you, you know, for the rest of the series. You at home Friday night, game six, you at home. All you got to do, now I know it's better said than done. I know that. But you just got to stop Steph, stop Clay, and don't let them have no help. That's all you got to do. Like I said before, easier said than done. I get it. But that should be your game plan. Stop the splash, brother, and don't let them have no help. Okay, cool. Then, not only did you go out there, you had Steph, you had Steph Curry scoreless the first half. Scoreless. Great job, Houston. Great job. But you had Steph Curry scoreless. You got Klay Thompson going crazy. Klay Thompson going nuts the first half. You got the bench coming alive. You got Looney coming out there giving them buckets. Don't let them have no help. Don't let them have no help. You got Looney. And not only that, you got Clint Capella out there. You got Eagle Dollar dunking on putbacks. Draymond getting to the paint. Looney down there causing havoc. It's like, fam. But on the good note, you still got on this side, Steph Curry is scoreless. But at the same time, halftime, Steph Curry scores at halftime. The score tied up. Are you kidding me, Houston? This should have been having Fam, Mike D'Antoni should just went over there and said, hey, y'all, Steph Curry scoreless. Let's put this in a hole now before we get to halftime. I was saying, watching that game, I said, fam, Houston got to be up by 10, 15 halftime. They got this game. They up 10, 15 halftime. They got this game. The score was tied. Steph Curry scoreless. Steph Curry not going to go scoreless, fam. Not in no closeout game. And he passed. He he learned from that mistake uh, game seven against Cleveland. He learned from that mistake where he tried to throw the ball behind his back, do all that extra shit. He learned from that mistake. Steph Curry not going to come out and, you know what I'm saying, waste the possession no more. And that's another thing I, I learned. People really did with, like, bashing stuff about, you know, his thing with his wife and not getting all that with his wife and everything. But as a player, y'all can, like, Steph lost it or something. I'm like, fam, Steph Curry's still the greatest shooter in the in the history of the NBA. And he got probably the second, third best shooter right by his side in Klay Thompson. I was like, wait, folks really count Steph Curry out? Like, the man done won three rings now. You can say with Durant, without Durant, the man still got three rings. He still got two NBA MVPs. <laughs> like, I understand people don't like the man, but fam, this man like the greatest shooter ever. And y'all count this man out because James Harden, the man who always chokes in the playoffs, okay. That's your belief, but I get it. Okay, so Steph Curry come back out. He balling like crazy. Nobody can stop him. James Harden nowhere, left, nowhere to be found. Chris Paul did a little bit of what he could, but then he just gave up. And then guess what? Houston Rockets lose in six at home. Vacation time. CP3, James Harden, those are the biggest games of your career. You got Kevin Durant out. Just contain the Splash Brothers. You're not going to stop them. You contain Steph that first half, but the score was tied up. Don't let them have any help. They're not as deep. They're, they showed that those guys stepped up when they need to step up now. I'm not saying they, they screwed. They not screwed at, at all, that uh, Golden State bench. But Livingston, his mid-range hasn't been on. But he can still go out and make plays when need be. He can go make plays when need be. Draymond going to make plays when need be. Looney stepped up big. You got Clint Capella all this money. He can't stop Looney. Come on, Houston. Houston had it. Kevin Durant out. I believe half of us, if not more than half of us, knew at least we're going to get a game seven with Durant being out. We knew we were going to get a game seven. I was like, fam, Houston, I don't, don't talk to me about Houston. Don't talk to me about James Harden. Nah. Playoff time, man. You can do this in the first round, but when you play Golden State, you just can't get over that hump. Chris Paul. Steph, man, I mean, it's time to have, we need to, what uh, Charles Barkley said, we need to start a dialogue. Chris Paul, when he faced uh, Steph Curry, he ain't been looking too good when it matter, when it matter. That's all I talk about, when it matter. And now if it just, they just meet in the regular season, that's it. Okay, that's cool, but if you meet in the regular season and in the playoffs, and it's just the same narrative 
Yeah. We start dialogue. But I was just shocked. I was shocked. Just because Durant is out, you got Steph Curry scoreless in the first half. And at halftime, it's still tied up. Like, how? <laughs> like, how? You let Clay get hot. When Clay get hot, he may be the most dangerous person in the league when he get hot. And you get you having Looney, these guys putting put back dunks in. And you got Clint Capella with all that money down there. He just can't grab a rebound. I don't know, man. I don't know. I got Golden State being Portland, man. I'ma say, I'ma say five. I got Golden State in five in that series, man. I said it before that. That Rockets, they just got. <laughs> I said it before it started. I said, fam, James Harden just got to show up. If he haven't on the resume that he showed up. And then you got, you got, they giving, they're not giving it to you, but fam, you know Durant is out. The guy who been busting y'all legs, he's out. Just got to contain the splash, bro. They're not who they were four years ago, but they're not nobody to sleep on. They got caught sleeping. Golden State was playing like they was down 3-2. And Houston was playing like they was up 3-2. Basically, that's what it all came down to. One team was playing hungry, the other team was sleeping. And the one team that was sleeping, on the couch with us now, watching the playoffs. But, I got Golden State in five against Portland. And what I said, I got Toronto in six against the Bucks. Man, just tune in, man. It's gonna be some. It's gonna be some great games. We got some great matchups to look look forward to, man. Honestly, so just tune in. Oh boy, I really just couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to talk about the damn Rockets with that. I was just watching. I was like, "Fam, the Rockets playing like they don't want to win. Like they don't want to win right now, but they gotta win right now because they don't win right now. They going they go stay at home where they was at." Man, but Steph Curry, man, that you get that what y'all get for keep on talking about Steph, man. I don't know why people acting like Steph Curry not no killer. I love that clip of Kobe Bryant that's going around talking about Clay and Steph Curry. They smile and do all that, but those guys are some killers, man. A killer, no a killer on that basketball court. A killer, no a killer. And James Harden, he's a he's a stagnant killer. He'll poke you, but he ain't gonna take you out. Not when it matters. So, I mean, they got to just refocus, man, refocus. Rockets got to refocus. Joel Embiid got to refocus, man. The Nuggets, the Nuggets got something building. They just got to get somebody or one of those guys, you know what I'm saying, growing to that person that they give the ball to when it matters like that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, who else? Kyrie and Boston, I believe that. I believe that, that's a – I believe that saga is about to be over with. They say in New York, like I said, man, if Durant does come back, because I do believe now, I do believe eventually they're going to need Durant to come back to three-peat. But I believe if he come back, hopefully he does come back, uh, they get that three-peat. I believe Durant is leaving also. And, man, that that rumor of KD and Kyrie joining forces in, uh, in New York is growing. It is growing. My Lakers... I'm going to say that for next week because we just got our coaches and we had a damn, what they call it, a rally outside talking about it. Man, I can't even, with all this playoff stuff going on, man, I don't even want to talk about my Lakers, man. I'm in good vibes right now. <laughs> I'm in good spirits right now. I don't want to talk about my damn Lakers right now, man. But we going through it. But we going through it. Laker Nation, don't worry, next week, I'm going to talk about it. I already got it written down. I'm going to talk about this next week, like a nation. Don't you worry. Don't you worry about that. Ton of, ton of, ton of new music, man. Came out last week. Uh, we had Ari Lennox from Dreamville. I told y'all on the R&B side. I told y'all about her a couple weeks ago. She finally released her project, Shea Butter Baby. Uh, Young Nudie and Pierre dropped their project, Slime Air. Um, man, one thing I do appreciate about these two projects, man, Ari, she dropped on a Tuesday, and Nudie dropped his on a Wednesday. 
Now, y'all remember I did say at the beginning of this year I did not want all those albums come out on Friday like it was last year. And people been complaining about how there how uh how there's been a lack of, you know what I'm saying, music dropping this year. But I man, I like it, bro. I sometimes I do get into into you know what I'm saying throughout the week. I'm like, man, can somebody announce a project? A lot of people announcing their project, their projects for later dates. I know Khaled has his coming out. I believe they say the seventeenth. I believe they say Khaled's coming out. So a lot of people announcing theirs like you know what I'm saying for later dates and not on a Wednesday saying they're dropping on a Friday. So I do appreciate these two dropping their project throughout the week, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday. And then because Ari is R&B and Nudie is, you know what I'm saying, trap style music, I like that balance. I don't want both of them to come out on a Friday morning, on a Friday, so I got to listen to Ari in the morning, then Nudie in the evening. I'd rather just listen, just drop them on two different days, let me get to them when I get to them. But first, let's start with Ari Lennox, man. Great, great project, man. I always salute Ari Lennox because I've seen her live show with J. Cole on the For Your Eyes Only tour. But now, even seeing clips on YouTube and Instagram, she's one of the few artists who sounds, I say it time and time again, she sounds exactly like her record does live. Like, her vocals live is amazing. Very Excuse me. Very, very few artists can do that. Sound exactly like their record live, and she kills it, man. She has a amazing vocal ability. Um, I know before her project dropped, a lot of people were ready for it, but since her album dropped, man, I see a lot of people, you know, what I'm saying shouting this album out, male and female, man. Just that vibe, that wake up vibe. Uh, I see women already having, you know, Instagram captions and all that with her lyrics. Great, great project, man. She's touring. She's about to go on tour for the project. And uh, it's dope just to see before your album, the anticipation for your album, and the after effect, how people really just word of mouth, you know, people talking about it, people saying, uh, you know, I see a lot of people talking about this Ari Lennox project. I, I guess I'll give it a list, and then they come back later on saying, yo, y'all wasn't lying about this Ari Lennox project. It's really dope. It just goes to show, man, good music's going to travel. Good music's going to travel. Uh, Dreamville, I say it. seemed like every other podcast I said, man, Dreamville coming. They manage to put, they taking over the spring, summer, fall, and winter. So I know they got Earth Gang coming up soon. And, of course, like I said, Revenge of the Dreamers 3. But Ari Lenders, man, I highly, highly recommend it, especially for my women. I highly recommend it. I've been seeing, even on my Snapchat, the people I didn't think were up on, you know what I'm saying? It's not really underground R&B because she's kind of known now. But you see women just screenshotting her album, her songs, putting it up on their Instagram, their Facebook, Snapchat. It's just dope to see, man. I'm I'm very happy about her project, the way it came out. I've been waiting on her project for a minute, man. So shout out to Ari Lennox. And uh, if, you want, if you want to, man, catch her on tour. I know she's coming to the South, a couple cities in the South, man. And uh, Young Nudie and Pierre, man. Young Nudie and Pierre. Uh, people have been waiting on this project for those from those two. Pierre, Pierre Bourne, the producer, Nudie, the rapper. Uh, great, great chemistry together, bro. Great, great chemistry. I got on Nudie through my homegirl, Kiera. And uh, it's funny because when I heard uh, that Pierre dropped, uh, hey, Pierre, you want to come out here? That dropped for the beat. I always heard it on Playboy Cardi records. I never knew that was Nudie. Um, him and Nudie also had records kind of like how him and Playboy Cardi got records together. So ever since Slimeball 1, really, people have been waiting. Me, personally, Slimeball 2, I've been waiting. They finally dropped it. I do have to give it more listens. I know it's a track on there called Sunflower Seeds I really like. But me and my boy, we always talk about it, man, with Nudie. You listen to it first and you're like, okay... But when you listen to it at, like, the most random time, that's when you really, you know what I'm saying, get it. Like, it, like nudie music is not like a deep dive, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you got to really listen to it, but it's just, I don't know, man. It's hard to describe. It's like you got to listen to it more than once to fully, you know what I'm saying, be able to fuck with it. That's how you know if you fuck with it or not, if you keep on listening to it. Off the first listen, you're not going to really 
you know what I'm saying, get into the into the vibe that Nudie bringing. And Nudie ain't even type of artist to say vibe, but y'all know what I mean. Just just give it a few listens, and then you'll get your full, you know what I'm saying, your opinion on it. But me, myself, I do got to listen to it again. Uh, I know that Extendo record people loving. I like that Mr. record with him in 21. Like I said, Sunflower Seeds. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm just happy Nudie dropped. I like the way Nudie and 21 been moving since the whole uh, night of the Super Bowl and the whole thing with 21, He, you know what I'm saying, deportation, and Nudie got locked up also. Ever since then, man, those guys been moving right. I like the way those guys have been moving. Uh, speaking of Nudie and 21, man, I saw over the weekend they performed at Rolling Loud in Miami, and they had like a YouTube stream. I think it was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, it was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I was on YouTube. I basically I wasn't streaming it like I was for the Dreamville uh, Festival. But I was just like popping in and out because the thing about Rolling Loud, like everybody is really there. And I think a couple of years ago it was at its peak, 2017, with all the little rappers when Uzi started bubbling and all that. I think that was, I think that might have been the best one because it seemed like everybody was there that year. And last year people was. Um, People had comments about it because it like it's the same lineup as last year. And then Rolling Loud came out and said, I mean, this is what the festival is for, to have everybody there, the biggest artists there. And Diddy came out and said a couple years ago, uh, eventually that's going to become like the Black Woodstock. So everybody's going to be there. And uh, just looking at, you know what I'm saying, social media and looking at the the video stream, it's dope to have everybody at the, at a festival like that, like different varieties. Like I said, you got 21, Nudie, Wiz and Currency, Travis Scott, Cardi, Migos. Uh, they had Space Ghost Perp, if you guys remember back when ASAP Rocket first came out, Space Ghost Perp. They had, he was there, Rob Banks, uh, J.I.D., J. Cole was there last year. And they have, they in different locations, like this the spring is in Miami. They're going to have one probably in Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco, all that. But, man, I tweeted, bro. How do you even prepare for a festival with that many people standing up the whole time? My legs still ate from when me and my boy Jake went to Chance the Rapper concert a couple years ago. And we were standing up. My legs still suffer from that. So I can't imagine standing out there that long. I want to say it probably started at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock till probably 12, midnight, 12.30, I want to say. And you just standing around. You got hundreds of people surrounding you. I'm sure, you know, they got water and everything. But if you, like, deep, if you, like, deep in the, you know what I'm saying, in the crowd, imagine just walking through hundreds of people just trying to get to a porta potty to use the bathroom. I'm cool on that. But I did see somebody on Instagram I think it was a DJ or something. They did have like a little area like on the side where you, they got, I guess it's like a VIP area where you can actually sit down and everything. So for something like that, I would want to have like the hookup to like, not backstage, but somewhere I can sit. Same thing with Dreamville Festival, man. With festivals, bro, I just, I just want to be somewhere like ducked off, not with everybody. Like I want to be around people, but not in the, you know what I'm saying, the pit basically. But it was dope, but I did see a lot of, you know what I'm saying, uh, Wayne was supposed to headline one night. He canceled, I think, right before his performance. He put on Twitter he wasn't going to perform because the thing about this year, Rolling Loud, man, I don't know what was up, but they said security. You got people making these jokes. It was like Rolling Loud was basically like a bait car. If you guys remember the show Bait Car, it's like they, you know so you pull up and security check you and all that. So Wayne was like, he he didn't agree. Like, why would you book him for the festival? And he headlined, and then you having, you know what I'm saying, the police and the dogs and everybody check him. Kodak got arrested before he got on stage. Like, this happened, like, before these guys go on stage. Like, the crowd is waiting, and these guys, you know, you go on the internet, you see Kodak arrested. He's not performing. Wayne, he canceled his performance. They say NBA Youngboy was in the incident in Miami, and it's just, you just got to be careful, man. I don't know what was up. Uh, Rolling Loud didn't release a statement about that. 
about the police, you know, checking everybody. I know Sledgerin, if you guys know Wiz Music, Sledgerin, his producer, he was like, oh, shit, we, go, we got to pull up later tonight. And you know, Wiz and Currency, they performing, uh, they performing together, so you already know how they coming. So they're like, damn, police checking everybody. So it's just odd to see that. If Kodak get arrested, that's weird. Before he performs, that's weird. But Wayne canceling, saying that was the reason why he's canceling, that's raised some suspicion for me. Wayne not going to cancel, and he he's already there. It's not no production, technical difficulties, or nothing like that. Wayne is there. Wayne is pulled up. He sees the, you know what I'm saying, the oddness of police checking him, and he's like, nah, I'm cool. So that's big for Wayne to cancel, you know what I'm saying, his performance in front of those, that, that many amount of people headlining for that reason. It has to be something something more to it. And if I was rolling loud, I would issue a statement or something about that. That's just me. That's just me personally how I feel about it. Because you got these kids in the audience. These kids, they got everything on them. But you checking the artist, like, that is kind of, you know what I'm saying, kind of weird. But all in all, man, rolling loud, I like that it was easier to uh, stream this year. And it really helped you catch the feeling of it. I think they had like three stages. Uh, but me personally, man, you already in Miami. You already in Miami, one. You in Miami. Do you really want to spend that much money in Miami just to go to a festival and stand around for a weekend? Now, if it was like a Saturday, like one day out of the weekend, I get it. But for a whole weekend, if I'm in Miami, I want to enjoy, I want to enjoy Miami and the festival. Of course, you can go before the festival and all that, but I mean, it's... I see mixed reviews. I see, I like, I personally, not personally know these people, but I got people on my social media that went to it, like my homegirl's cousin or somebody I went to school with. Like, they went, and, like, they're saying, like, it, it, the vibe was off. And I get it. You got that many amount of, you know, that many different cultures and that many type of people in the crowd. But me personally, I'll go to Dreamville Festival because, one, it's one day, and two, people on the lineup, I can honestly I can honestly say if I'm in the cut somewhere, I can enjoy the music, vibe out. But with Rolling Loud, if it starts at three, and let's just say J.I.D. come on at six, Wiz and Currency come on at 1030, Travis Scott come on at 10, uh, Migos, Cardi B, Gunna, Gonna come on at seven. Lil Baby come on at eight. And these different stages, too. So it's like, you really got to maneuver around, man. You really got to maneuver around. But it's dope to see. And I just wish it grows. That's Eventually, if it does turn into something like big, because this year it did look a little down compared to the last couple years. And I know they said Sunday it rained. So a lot of people, a good amount of people, performance got canceled because of the rain and the lightning and everything. But I know for a fact, San Francisco and L.A., it always crowded. When you looking at the Coliseum and all that performing, that's nothing but a vibe right there. So, shout out to Rolling Loud, man. But if you haven't already looked into that, man, they said Wayne canceled because police was checking and Kodak got arrested. And NBA Youngboy, I don't know what happened. They said somebody got shot. I didn't look too much into it. But, man, these guys just got to move better, man. These guys got to move better. And also, before I close out the music, Janae, Janae Iko, man, Mrs. Psychedelic, <laughs> Psychedelic herself, she came at the boy Big Sean, man, with a freestyle called Trigger. I, I fuck with Janae Iko, man. She on, she psychedelic. She got that little vibe to her. She said she went off on Big Sean. I like the record. Females gonna use all those fast captions for their Instagram throughout throughout the summer. That's another thing, man, with her and Ari Lennox. Her and Ari Lennox gave the females something to start the spring and the summer with. And Young Nudie coming with the balance. Khaled about to drop. I believe people about to start dropping now. Now it's getting, you know, a little warm out. I think that whole Nipsey situation kind of, you know what I'm saying, took everybody, did take everybody by shock. Everybody's feelings was, you know what I'm saying, not in the best place. I think the summertime, everybody's going to get rejuvenized. 
So Janae popped off with bit on Bit Sean. I think they cool now because she posted a picture of them two together somewhere. I don't know about all that, but her and Ari gave a female something. Nudie and Pierre came with a little something. So man, let's just hope. Let's just hope, man. I know when Nipsey, when I, when that whole thing went down, man, a lot of people, a lot of people was hit by it. And I saw the interview. If you haven't, man, I saw an interview with uh, Charlemagne and Schoolboy. And that like probably the, the realest Schoolboy Q interview I've seen. Like he asked him about Nipsey and Mac. And when he asked about Mac, man, Schoolboy just, he just balled up in tears, man. He it's still a tough, it's still a, it's still a tough subject for people, man, with Nipsey and Mac. And even with Rolling Loud, man, uh, SX, Tentacion, you still see his impact with uh, Rolling Loud, man. So, that's all, man. Just just enjoy life, man. That's why I did realize, you know, watching Rolling Loud and seeing all these different things happen. It was just enjoy life, man. Enjoy life. This has been another episode of Stash House Podcast. I appreciate y'all for tuning in uh, like you do every week. Whenever you uh, tune in for the podcast, man, it's greatly appreciated, man. We just go keep the ball rolling, man, week by week, doing what I do, man. So make sure y'all be safe. Y'all have a great work week. i see y'all here same time next week, man. Keep me in prayers. i do the same for y'all, man. Salute.